0: This is The Blockade Podcast, with your hosts, Chris and
1: Jared. This is The Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus. aka Shut Your Trap, which is fun to tell uh, telemarketers when they're looking for your email address. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joining me halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hello, again. Oh, <laughs> well, hasn't it? But it bye. has been a little while. It, it, that just popped up because I was literally on the phone uh, talking to somebody that was trying to, to sell me a different uh, TV package than the one that I have. And they were like, oh, hey, we can email you uh, you know, our quote. And I was like, okay. And as I was not spelling it out to them. I'm like realizing, because um, <laughs> Shut Your Trap is part of my email. And uh, I realized yeah. that that's kind of rude to people that don't know me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, kind of a, kind of a hoot. Um, so what's your email? Shut your traps. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's <laughs> broadcast that all over. Why don't we? Huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's been a little while. I was up in, uh, well I was last Saturday, last weekend on our podcast. That wasn't, uh, <laughs> I yeah. was flying home from Portland again. So that's why we didn't have a, uh, have a session. Um, but things did happen a while up in Portland. Oh, Okay. Yes, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a uh, non-pinball and merge into pinball. Uh, so okay. I I got flown up there, and when I arrived and went to the hotel, the my room was not available yet. Okay, going to be available for about four hours. <laughs> oh, okay. And so it was like, oh, okay, so I need to kill some time. And so I went, and I had no intention of actually going and seeing this. Uh, just because it's not usually the kind of thing that I would go to the movies for, but I'm ever so glad I did. So I went and saw It.
0: Oh. Yeah. I I've, mm, I, I, <laughs> I would like to go and see that. It's just trying to find the time to
1: see it. Yeah, I'm not, tell, I'm tell not, not a... Tell me what it's like. Well, I'm not, not a, a horror fan. Horror fan? Um, yeah. I'm a, I, well, when I say I'm not a horror fan, I really do not like slasher picks. I yeah. definitely don't like torture porn. You like um, um I, sort of thriller slash horror more than straight-out horror. Yeah, right? more than that, yeah. more cerebral or whatever. But it just jump scares don't do anything for me. I don't get a thrill out of that. And mm-hmm. I also find that the majority of time when people say, oh, but it was a really good horror movie, it means it was just kind of a mediocre movie in general. Horror movie, yeah, because those people um, really, really
0: they- like horror movies, and therefore they will go over the top for it.
1: Yeah. Right, right. If it's actually a somewhat decent movie, they'll think it's the best movie in the world, mm. whereas it'll oftentimes, to me, that means it's just a, a watchable movie as opposed to a piece of crap. Um. Mm. So, anyway, so I went in, you know, I'd seen the trailer, and that's a, that's about it. I've never read the book. I never saw the miniseries, mm. you know, the original miniseries with Tim Curry. Um, I never intended to because I really don't care for Tim Curry at all. There's just something about him that I don't I don't know whenever is the
0: guy. It's always in all the Disney um, movies, and was in Congo, right? He was. Yeah, like he was the... in Congo,
1: and he's always kind of a, a usually a slimy bad guy of some sort. Yeah, um, yeah. But the problem I, I know is, the guy you're talking about me. The problem is, when I see him, I go, "Oh, there's Tim Curry." Like, like, I don't, I don't. He doesn't blend into a character for me. It's just there's Tim Curry again. And about Tim the Curry. only don't... time. That he successfully right. fooled me was there's was a, a, a man, has wailed um, Ridley Scott movie by the name of Legend that starred a very young Tom Cruise. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a fantasy it. film. And it's quite good, but it's slow. And especially in the era of Lord of the Rings, it's way slow um, and not action packed. And uh, but anyway, Tim Curry played the Lord of Darkness in that and it's one of is the that most right? it, no but it is one of the most spectacular costumes and makeup jobs oh, really? it is absolutely incredible he's got these he's all red and huge and he's got cloven hooves and he's got these massive horns coming out of his head and he's very wow. ominous and uh, it's totally practical the, effects it's not digital totally well yeah cuz this is a movie from like 82 83 somewhere in that vicinity Yeah, Um, But anyway, that's about the only time that I've enjoyed him. So I go to the movie, just kind of like an open book of, you know, whatever. And real quickly, it gave me the vibe of Stranger Things, which is that show on Netflix that is phenomenal. Okay. And it also has, uh, again, going back into the Wayback Machine, uh, there's a movie called Stand By Me, which was also a Stephen King uh, short story uh, with River Phoenix. And... um, guy, uh, okay, I'm slipping my, my mind of who else is in it, but it's a bunch of young kids. Anyway, it was also a really good coming-of-age kind of story. It wasn't a horror movie at all, but it has that vibe going for it. A very 80s... I mean, set in 1989, I believe? 87, 89, somewhere around there. Um, okay. But the kind of horror that it is, like I said, it reminded me exceedingly amount of Stranger Things. But also, remember X-Files, whenever they would do their Monster of the Week? Episodes, and they were always kind of spooky and creepy. Yeah, like the that's yeah, like the Fluke Man, yeah, or man. That's you know, what I was
0: uh, trying to think of <laughs> the Fluke Man because that was the one. That yeah, that's the
1: one everybody thinks of. It, it, exactly, exactly. It's it's that kind of of uh, you know, there's dread of when is it going to come around, kind of thing. But it's uh, when it comes out, it's not like you're going, oh my god, I got to avert my eyes. You're kind of creeped out but fascinated. Paid for it there's a general uneasiness that uh, you're going to have while watching it, but it's not like you're going to be, you know, shielding your eyes and you're not going to be going, Oh God, the blood, the blood, except for, for one scene where it's like, Oh my God, the blood. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so, but uh, so the fascinating thing was after I got on watching it, I could not stop thinking about stranger things because it literally was clearly stranger things was influenced by the book mm and clearly, this movie is influenced by stranger things to the point that even one of the cast members of stranger things is in oh, the, is in the movie and so it becomes this kind of what do they call it a a cerberus uh it's the snake eating its own tail uh what is that yeah uh, I don't know. and and that's what it just re- that's what it reminds me of though where you, you suddenly go, well, where does one begin and where's the other end you I don't know and yeah. so I rewatched all stranger things and it's i've been thinking about it all week uh, yeah, right. the movie. so it, no it really stuck with me and uh, it'll probably go down as one of my favorites for the year on well, I that list
0: it's going to be very interesting to hear what yeah. one of my colleagues at work is, thinks about it she is not a horror fan at all but she was roped into going to mm-hmm. see it so <laughs> i'm going to be asking her going to be asking her on monday how she thought of that um yeah. to see if it's something that'd be worthwhile what i'm really i i think i probably be like hire that i'll have to hire it myself when kim is not here and add it to my wish wow. list because she will refuse flat out to watch it um <laughs> but uh, i will probably watch it at one point but the thing i'm i think i'm going to have to somehow even if i need to take a day off to do it is to go and see blade runner in the cinemas oh
1: that's yeah
0: Yeah, right? (laughs) That's sort of one of those things that you kind of need to have in the cinema. And I don't know, the trailers are really bringing me into this one. I haven't felt this way about a movie for a long time. you got to understand,
1: Blade Runner is one of my all-time favorite movies. Not just necessarily watching it, but I was Mm. fascinated with the um, making of it. And Mm. Uh, there used to be books have been written about it of all the different variations and the, and this is one of those movies that was very troubled uh, production where the financiers were trying to shut the movie down and take it away from Ridley. And right. uh, Okay. And that went all through the editing process because look, you've got Harrison Ford, who at that point was only known as Han Solo. And then all of a sudden, Lost Art comes out and it's like, Oh my God. Right. And then, and then Empire Strikes Back comes out. And so that's what everybody's got in their minds for Harrison. And all of a sudden here comes Blade Runner and they tried to sell it as an action sci-fi movie, which is completely Mm. not what it is. And Mm. so that's why it tanked to the box office and it got a really bad critical reception, but it's one of those movies that is stuck around so well. And you watch it today and it is flawless. Um, it doesn't, it, oh, it has not aged at all. And no.
0: So because of thinking- the it's because of the what would you call it? The I guess the 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 scenery and stuff that it's set in, it the whole dystopian sort of future thing. That sort of picture of the dystopian future hasn't really changed that much for us as well, it, humans. Like we was, think that this is how it's gonna be anyhow.
1: It was supremely good world building and Mm, although they were predicting the future, it wasn't outlandish and it was never uh, comical. Like in thought, you never went, oh yeah, right. You know, it was always very... Like back to the futures, you know, neon neon lights and the curbs sort of thing. Right. Or the fashion or whatever. No, it was very realistic and, and tangible and... Even to this day when you you know you see the date pop up and you're like, ah, that ain't how it is today. But you kind of instead view it as, well, this is an alternative of where things could have gone, you know. And yeah. uh so I used to read all the books about all the different variations of the, the edits and cuts that were made. And then they came out when I was in college, they came out with what they called the work print cut. And so me and my friends went to the movie theater oh. to go see that, and it was a very rough thing. they found old footage and, and reinserted it in. And oh. then, of course, a few years back, they came out with the ultimate uh, release on home video, and it had all five versions of the movies. Yeah, there's five different versions of this five movie available.
0: Versions.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's literally one of those movies that I held in massively high esteem. And actually, whenever a film geek tries to tell me that Citizen Kane is the greatest movie ever made. I laugh in their face and then they always do the inevitable. Oh, well, what would you say? And I throw a blade runner at him and I go, well, go ahead because point out with, with Citizen Kane, which is, Oh, it invented the language of cinema. And it was so far ahead of its time in terms of how it did this and this, and it influenced movies for years to come afterwards. And it did, uh, I mean, not Citizen Kane, is not an effects movie, but it had special effects in it that were unheard of at that day and age. And mm-hmm. I just point to Blade Runner and I'm like, yeah, does it all. It mm-hmm. pretty much redefined science fiction after it came out and to this day, that's still how a lot of the future worlds look is a la Blade Runner and the effects work you watch mm-hmm. it today and it was all models and practical effects. They hold up phenomenally as... W- way better than CG holds up. Um, So yeah, like I said, this is a movie that I hold way high on a pedestal. So then when I heard about them doing the movie, I was like, Oh God, no. And then I heard who the director was. And this is the guy that did the arrival and uh, the prisoner and Sicario. And that kind of was like, okay, he's at least a quality guy. And then I find out it's his favorite movie.
0: (laughs) So he's not going to watch
1: it. Right, you hope he's not going to botch it, and then word goes around that everybody was saying it's the best script they've ever read, and then you realize that Ridley is, although he's not directing it, he's definitely got his fingers all it's over like it, a and making sure that it looks a certain way. Say. Yeah, and then that trailer came out, and I just went, uh, "Oh my god, that's uh, that's it." That <laughs> and, and, and even though they didn't hire, they didn't they didn't hire Evangelist do the score. It still has that same kind of music, which is, I mean. You gotta understand, it's it, it's a movie that is a combination of the visuals, the sound, the effects, the the score. It's that's what creates this world. And if any one of those components was missing, I think I would I would feel false about it. But you butchered Yeah, I was like, no, that's that's it, that's it. Sign me up
0: on there. This is an extension. <laughs> this is an extension to the universe. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, yeah. and it's gonna be one you want to see in three D. Absolutely, it, in three D. Is it going to be in is it 3D? available in three? Uh, I don't think it is. It's not. Do you mean is it something like this with so much potential to be three D and have depth of field and all that sort of stuff? They're not going to do it in three D. Let's do a,
1: a quick uh, Google search here. Google a search.
0: See, if I can't believe they're not do it in three D.
1: In three D, um, you know, there is an interesting thing going on right now. Uh. With the movie Where, industry, about 3D movie industry, and and I'm noticing it because, so I really wanted to go see um, T2 3D when it got released, and I didn't get a chance. But yeah. then I was like, I'll just I'll, I'll buy it on home video. It's not available in 3D in North America. It's available everywhere else. Not in North America. They're North pushing. North America. They're pushing the 4K discs really hard, and I think the way they're doing it is by denying 3D. Oh. If really? What yeah. would be their endgame with that? Why would they
0: do it to drive people back into cinemas again for that exclusivity sort of thing?
1: I I honestly don't know what their reasoning for it is. Or I, you really do go don't. and
0: import it from any other region and play it um, in 3D. Mm, we can-
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing I'm going to have to find region-free discs for... But, um, Yeah. Well, I'm seeing some things mentioning 3D, but I don't know. Uh, there are all very old news articles. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be a 3D movie. They basically people. cut the 3D. Well, I it wasn't Which, shot. It wasn't shot natively in 3D. Okay, so they would so have to do a conversion. I mean, that's what everybody's doing is conversion is... now.
0: Oh right, okay. Unless it's something like a like an animated movie, which can actually bake three D in just through the process of doing it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is interesting. Either way, yeah. I think I need to go and see it in a very big cinema, like a yes. like an IMAX style cinema. I was
1: gonna say I might actually pay money to go for an IMAX on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Is it getting a worldwide release or just a? Mm-hmm. It is worldwide, isn't
1: it? Well, it's releasing here in the States on October 6th. So I don't know. I think we're
0: about the same date. I think it's actually going worldwide with this one, which really they should be doing anyhow. (laughs) They should be going worldwide (laughs) every single time with a movie because otherwise people will just pirate it. Um, And they should learn. Anyhow. (laughs) Anyhow, so, (laughs) boy, we go off on tangent there, but here Mm. we go. I might actually... I might promote this to the end of the show, actually, because we kind of went down the rabbit hole <laughs> of movies, which is fine, but I'm, I, I think fine. I'm, I'm going like to dump it at the, end of the show.
1: Yeah, no, don't dump a- it at the end of the show. This is an opening moment. Come on, we always do openings. Save the pinball for last. Make the people wade through the stuff. I'm putting my foot down, Jared. Um, it's because here's the whole point. Right. After the movie, I still had time. I All still right. had more time to kill before going back to the, to the hotel. <laughs> Right. So I walked over to ground control, which you remember I visited my first trip to Portland. Yes, it was awesome. And, and so I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll go plunk five bucks in some machines. I walked in, and what do I see? They've got Star Wars. All unfortunately, right. they had the Pro model. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bleah.
1: Bleah. Um, <laughs> they also had dialed in, which they didn't have the previous time. So I was like, hooray! All right. So all right, let's do this. Right. Well, so first I went and I played Star Wars and my impression is it's a very generic table. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you really have to... You, I mean, not that nobody doesn't know the source material, but you got to know the source material. Um, it's... You better have the audio turned up because there's a lot of audio cues. Um, just, you know, music and, and vocalized and stuff like that. Right off the bat, you select uh, the different kinds of missions that you want to start off with or what kind of modes you can automatically unlock sooner, you might say. Okay. Which I thought was kind of interesting, but it's almost too much choice right off the bat for walking up Neophyte to the machine, plunking your quarter, and it's first you got to select your character, and then each character has about five different modes that you can automatically start going for. I'm like, I don't know... Anything about this table, and you're throwing all this stuff at me. <laughs> you know, let me. You want me, me to like select like character traits? I just
0: want to flip the ball, man.
1: Right? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, wait a second. I don't. It, it kind of reminds me of with ACDC. Depending on what song you pick, that determines some of the scoring that goes what you on. Do what you mm-hmm. go for. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a bit like that. Okay, and again, great for the home market because you can sample through it all. Bad for person the, walking
0: their corners in. <laughs> they almost need to have like a an arcade mode, a toggleable arcade mode, and a toggleable home mode. So yeah. you know how a lot of the time on the new Sterns, you can hold the few buttons in and it enables tournament mode automatically. Yeah. Um. That they, they need to do like a hey, I'm new to this. Give me the arcade version. You know.
1: Right. Yeah, and then turn off the simulation mode. <laughs> Like in Gran Turismo. <laughs> so, so that was my that was my first issue with it. The Second issue is the pro mode has very boring looking shots. You just you kind of like I don't know where I want to send uh-huh. the ball. It just there's just lanes. Up I don't actually care. Right. I don't really care where I send the ball. It doesn't really excite me. Yeah. Uh, third thing, it is a straight down the middle drain monster. Uh-huh. Um. Some of those shots, some of the the ramps are exceedingly narrow, and if you miss it, boom, ball down the middle. Um. All right some of the ball ejects straight down the middle, you know, unless you have your flipper up just enough, you know, and it's like literally brushing against the tip of your flipper kind of moment. Uh, so it's That's kind of, good. it's kind of punishing. And yeah, uh, I, I did not, I didn't get very far. I, I put two bucks in so that I could play three games in a row. Uh, I think I matched on one of those games. So I got about four games total in and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, where I want to go, what I want the ball to do. I just felt like I was flailing. And meh, yeah, that was kind of meh. So then I went over to dialed in and uh, again, plunked in the two bucks so I could get uh, my three plays bonus credits, my bonus credits. And unfortunately I didn't have my headphones with me. So I didn't get the Mm. audio experience, which was a bummer because I literally could not hear it (laughs) with all the other noise. Yeah. Um, but I got a feel for the game this time around. I was able to figure out where shots were going, what kind of combos it wanted, uh, how to lock balls and start multiball. Um, so that was good. And I had a couple of good runs on that table. I wound up getting two or three replays out of it. Um, two of them definitely, I think I got a match a third time. But uh, the replays were for, I got on to the high score for the day board. Oh, good. So I wound up scoring the first game, I think I had around 350,000 and the next game in the 400,000s, which again, think of Jersey Jack scoring and you know that that's not too shabby. That's a, big score. <laughs> that's a pretty big score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I really like that table. It's a lot of fun. It's it's, if you see it, definitely go plunk your quarters in. It's, mm. it's a good one. I
0: want to, I don't know if it's come down here yet though. Don't know if everyone's got it. Right.
1: Well, I know that uh, it's yeah, starting. To, to they, that. It they're starting cool. to deliver it like crazy. I see those updates of, you know, they show the Jersey Jack factory and, <laughs> They've got lines and lines and
0: lines of them. Yeah. Right. It's cool. Right. It's cool to see them pumping it out.
1: Yeah. So, um, so anyway, by the time I got done with that, then my hotel room was ready, and I was able to go back in. So, that was that was the Portland experience this time. That's good. That sounds real good. Yeah.
0: So not a lot of pinball, but Enough. some pinball.
1: Enough some pinball. I think I put in. I wound up playing uh, also a game on Indiana Jones Pinball Adventure, and also a game on Twilight Zone. But it reaffirmed my thoughts about that location. Uh, ground control mm. not as well maintained as Quarterworld was. Yep. Um, not new rubbers playfields were kind of dingy even dialed in wasn't yeah. sparkly and you're like it's a brand new machine why isn't it sparkly um yeah you should clean that thing every day it's gonna be getting to use you know yeah yeah, yeah. so that was that was the only my only issue with uh, just you know not the greatest place but at least they had a lot of machines i guess we should probably move on to digital pennies now Okay, let's start off with um, let's go ahead and talk about Zen. Okay, because the trailer for Back so to the Zen Future dropped... has done,
0: yeah, Back to the Future. Uh, we've finally seen the we've seen Jaws and we've seen a bit of that, uh, but now the final game in the Universal series is being revealed, and it looks okay. I think it'll look really good on Steam. And, um, and all those platforms with decent graphics cards. Um, there's lots of uh, playfield fun things yeah. um, happening on that game. Like the DeLoreans pretty much everywhere on the playfield, flying in and around it.
1: Which um, kind of did... So that's cool. <laughs> We were talking about how Plants vs. Zombies wasn't getting ported in. There was a vehicle in Plants vs Zombies that would drive around the the playfield and park in lanes, and you'd have to hit it to move it. And again, I went, "Hey, that's what we're doing—the Delorean." They just reskinned it. <laughs> they just reskinned it. Yeah, but not really. Um, I'm sure it's a lot more than that. But they uh, have they have two spinners on the table, and I kind of liked them. Mm-hmm. Just their choice. One was, uh, I believe, a quarter. Looked like a coin of some sort. Oh yeah. And then the other is the license plate. Uh, this is out of time. Oh yeah that falls off of the car and spins in that final scene. Right. Um, and so I thought yeah. that's a good, that's a good thoughtful use for a spinner. I like that. Yeah, That's cool. That's very cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it, um, it's, it's looking okay. There's like a big central sort of that, the, what you call it, the flux, flux capacitor. capacitor. Yeah. It looks very central to the game and, It actually reminds me a little bit, if you've ever played the Data East Star Wars, how everything on that game goes through this center part of the upper ramp system. Yeah, it reminds me very much of that, how it actually diverts either way through
1: that sort of ramp. Um, That might be the mode start. Hit that a couple of times, that starts the modes. It could be, yeah. I I don't know. It seems
0: uh, integral enough to the game. Yeah. That it will be probably used a lot, or have some sort of thing. I don't think it'll just be there for decoration. Um, So, right, it'll be interesting. And they've got the classic Zen, the now standard um, cardboard cutout (laughs) target.
1: Yes, with cowboys Uh, and Indians. Appearance.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So that'll be fun to smash away at. And um, the what what was the other thing that they had? Oh, the ball trails do look pretty cool in
1: the video. I have to say, yeah, for multi-ball, you fire off the. That's when all the, the all the pinballs leave fire trails behind them, which is the yeah, interesting variation great. on the on the the light trails that a lot of people hate going on with them. Yeah, I think you probably want to have them on for this game because that looks pretty cool. Well, I would guess you can't turn that particular effect off.
0: No, i hope not because no, that's I sort of like like it's the integral. Yeah, absolutely. I think it should be a fun game. I think probably the voice acting isn't as bad as I thought.
1: No, the um, Marty had the cracking voice going on, so that was, that was good. Um, I, can, I, can I can think the Doc like
0: voice it. is a little bit meh. Yeah, the well, that, Doc voice... Oh, it's... Yeah. Christopher Lloyd, I don't think, would have uh, said, hey, yeah, I'd love to do a pinball. Uh, <laughs> so they had to fester his voice. <laughs> <laughs> fester the voice, exactly. Yeah, they had to fester um,
1: the voice. That being said, I, I think... think, that, think... I
0: was, well, I was going to say, the, the Michael J. Fox voice that they got in the back to the future uh, zen version is nowhere near as bad as the one they have in the East. East back yeah. to the future table <laughs> that was absolutely terrible right <laughs> um
1: yeah. this also appears to be and zen kind of does this uh with their table pack releases this would be the most uh pinball realistic pinball table of the batch i think yes i think uh, so too I mean, yeah, obviously, Jaws has much, all sorts of crazy things going on with tilting playfields and stuff, and E.T. has all sorts of floating planets and things going on in the playfield, and this looks just pinball. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> could almost make this
0: one, uh, barring yeah. all the visual effects from the cars zooming around the playfield, and the and the flaming ball trails. That would be a little bit hard to do in real life. But yeah, I mean, it would be cool. The layout of the table, and the pra- it, like, if you just wanted to create that table in real life, I reckon you could do it. I reckon it would map
1: pretty well could you imagine if they put like you know flint on the on the play field and and has the ball rubs over it creates a spark and then a little i don't know be interesting i always said oh yeah i always said what they really need to do is is figure out how to put fog inside of a play field
0: (laughs) yeah so the lights could actually shine through it yeah that would be pretty cool wouldn't that be awesome They, they could do it but then i'd have to have like an extractor to get it out if they could do it. It'd just be a maintenance nightmare. That's all.
1: Oh yeah, could you imagine? It wouldn't be
0: you know weekly cleanings; it'd be daily, daily, because that fog juice would be everywhere on the playfield. Oh,
1: Yuck. what a mess! Yeah, oh, it'd just be a greasy mess inside. <laughs> yep. They, um, um, so man. yeah, it looks like uh, we'll know more. Obviously, we haven't gotten any uh, any pre advanced playing on the in Pinball FX Three at all, no. uh, let alone these tables. But uh, they drop this uh, Tuesday, probably when this podcast is out. So, um, and I think probably
0: Android and iOS later on in the week. They usually delay it a couple of days so the servers aren't slammed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be interesting. I was watching the other day on the subject. If, if you follow my Twitter account, you will have seen me tweet out how pinballs are actually made. I'm not talking about machines. I'm actually talking about the silver balls themselves. Um, I never knew how they actually made the the balls, but it's like a six step process really to make ball bearings. And the you wouldn't unless you watch a video on how they're made, you would not know how they're made. <laughs> it's it's a very, very long process. And the whole chroming that you get on the outside of the pinball machine, yeah. That's just that's not actually a they're not dropped into anything. That's just polished metal. That's wow. all that is. So yeah, it's really interesting to watch it. That's just basically going through this big round, sort of grinding wheel with mm-hmm. finer and finer textures inside until it gets to that really shiny stage, and that's all it huh. is. So, it's and then they heat it, and it gets it's sort of like the whole ball expands, and uh, it, it's it's worth watching. It's about a fifteen minute video to see how it, um, it all goes together, but it's pretty cool to watch.
1: So go follow Jared on Twitter. At Jared Morgs, and then go through his history, and you'll see that video, and then you can check it out. Um, I saw the post, I didn't click on it because uh, I see things at work, and I don't always have Wi-Fi, and I don't always have time, and then I forget about it days later. And
0: <laughs> now, Actually, I'm gonna, now
1: I'm now I'm going to have to go look and see and watch for myself.
0: I'll put it in the show notes. I, I think I'll go back through my Twitter feed and put it in the show notes. I, yeah, I think it would be I interesting. Came across it. I came across it purely because I went down the YouTube rabbit hole one day at work and Mm. I was watching a video on, uh, it was actually like a a Write the Docs Australia meetup video where people recorded this session. Then in the suggested videos, it's how are ball bearings made? And I went, (laughs) how do you you even jump from a video about technical writing and and sort of that sort of stuff to how ball bearings are made? But anyhow, let's go there. (laughs) So I went there and I, I have no regrets. So I'll go and put that up on there.
1: Uh, moving yeah. on let's talk a little bit about farsight um hmm. i got a link sent to me that i was kind of like eh? i don't know about this and yeah. that was apparently farsight and i'm gonna kind of throw out speculation but i'll just do the announcement first uh farsight has a new game out and they've paired with a- another company for this um, but the yep. game is called Pinball Cadet. It's available for download right now. At the same time, they are also doing a uh Kickstarter uh for and I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. Do you have the do you have the let's see if I can bring this up real quick? Uh Pinball Invaders Space Warfare. For-
0: yeah, that's right. Pinball Invaders. Pinball and I've got page up now, too.
1: Yeah. So, and the company that they're pairing with... Is Trick Gaming. Thank you. Trick Gaming Studios. So, at first I thought, oh, is this one of the, the projects that Farsight has mentioned to us that they're working on other things, but... Uh, this was the and, other things. And this was basically. the other things. But then it was like, wait, but this is a whole other studio. And it leads me to kind of believe that... Is Farsight licensing out their physics engine? Yes, they are. That's so they've actually, yeah,
0: that's exactly what they've done here. They, the the team at Trick Gaming tried to use the Unity um, uh, pinball physics engine mm-hmm. and found they had to basically go back and rewrite it from scratch. And mm-hmm. when they met when they met Farsight at um, I think it was uh, um, SBX or whatever that. Gaming thing is that gaming sort of thing, uh, the show, the thing. I'm going to use thing, another type.
1: Was that over the summer? <laughs> During the summer? Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Replay, replay um, effect or replay. Yeah, replay effect. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, no, GDC. That's when it was. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, they went to Farsight and showed them their prototype, and Farsight said, Yeah, we should probably give you access to our physics engine and. What we'll do is we'll publish it um, mm-hmm. through our platforms, and that'll get you out of the problem there. Um, and we'll take our a reasonable cut from right. the gameplay, probably. So, so um,
1: the reason the reason I bring that up <laughs> because the immediate uh, you read comments, and this is, goes on pinball arcade fans. This goes on Facebook. This goes on Twitter. Everybody's immediate response was, "Hey, how about making you know Stern Pinball Arcade actually work? And how about releasing uh, Simpsons Pinball or blah blah blah?" And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, I'm like, "Guys, I, I literally don't think this is Farsight working on it. This is another studio just licensing. It's like the Unreal yep. Engine." <laughs> yeah, basically, Farsight in this instance is becoming a publisher.
0: The only yeah. skin in the game they have is the fact that they've got their physics engine in at the moment, Pinball Cadet. Yeah. Um, and the idea moving forward is that they, they'll they do that in um, the Pinball Invaders. Now, the interesting thing is this game is totally 2D. So the they say in the Kickstarter um, page that, yes, Pinball Cadet is most definitely a nod to 3D Space Cadet on um, Windows. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they wanted it to be like that. Like, they actually designed it to be 3D, but they want it to have the, the one thing that you'll probably find with a lot of 3d titles on both play store and everywhere really is that their physics are totally rubbish. <laughs> so, um, the thing with this game is it actually does have the, the far side physics already baked in. you can tell, you can actually you do can the tell. shots. Yeah. You can and, actually and, do and, drop r- stuff with it.
1: What What's interesting that I found, uh, cause I messed around with it, uh, this week and it reminded me a lot of snowball. Um, yes, that's exactly about, what I said, basically. Which we yeah. talked about earlier, except for the fact that it's, the physics are way better than Snowball. <laughs> yeah. Snowball is so very ball. frustrating with its, you know, I, I put pinball in quotes on yes. that one. Yeah, but this will work around that.
0: its It's got solid gameplay. Like, you can do the same shot over and over again repeatedly, yeah. and it, it works as you would expect. Yeah. So that's the difference here. That's the that's the killer feature of this particular game. It actually has good pinball physics but in a 2D world. So. It
1: also reminded me a little bit about what was the one that you were uh, high on? Was that uh, Pinout? Pin out? Pinout. Um, in terms of you advanced the pinball to other playfields. Um yes.
0: And that was a little bit like snowball as well. Like snowball mm-hmm. you sort of moved up the up the board to the higher levels of the playfield. Um, whereas this one um, but I think pinout is more linear in its style. Like it's a continuous linear play field.
1: Yes. The object is never to
0: fall backwards. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. To always move forward. And this is a bit different to that. Well, when you start the game, cause I installed it on Android, um, when you start the game, you get this big top down overview of the ship that you're actually, that's basically the play field. Um, and it's all different regions of the ship that you're playing through. Um, and as you progress through them, of course, the view follows the ball in classic 2d scrolling style. So you get to explore the ship in in that way. Um, so I think what they're doing with the the game they're trying to kickstart here is they actually have it more like discrete levels. So I'm seeing screenshots in here. They grab chapters, basically. And each chapter okay. has um, 15 levels within each. And they will actually have boss battles in this game as well. Um, so the idea will be you, it's a little bit, the, the interface at the moment that I'm seeing is almost a little bit like, um, Candy Crush Saga, where you go one, like through each different level and each level is in itself a mini play field sort of thing. Um, so, and the idea is you go through and collect power ups and, and you can power up your ball and that will actually help you defeat the enemies that are at the end of the stage and that sort of thing.
1: So would you um, say that pinball cadet would then be essentially what one level would be? You might yeah, say.
0: That's, that's pretty much what they've, what they've said in the,
1: um, uh, thing here. I'll see if I can. Cause pinball the- cadet, if you play it, 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 yeah, you, you mess around with it for five minutes and you're like, okay, but then once you clear all the, uh, you know, there's little call it coins or stars around that you're collecting. Uh, once you've collected all of them, it kind of was like, okay, now what? Um, well, yeah, I found the bit of text that I'm looking for.
0: So, um, in the, but why wait, play it now section of the pinball <laughs> uh, of the Kickstarter, they said, um, since action speaks louder than words, why don't you go ahead and get a taste of what we're building? Of course, it's not the full game, else we wouldn't be doing the campaign, but we put together a pretty awesome board where you can test the core game mechanics and see for yourself what we mean by the game feeling great. The size of this board, which is the one in Space Cadet, is what we are planning for the later levels in Pinball Invaders. So keep Hmm. that in mind. So that is basically an advanced board, a preview of what they were doing in one of the advanced levels and advanced boards. So there's going to be uh, sort of maybe... I think probably like 15 of that size board
1: um, perhaps in the table. And that's a lot. That's well, again, if you're, following, if you're following the Candy Crush model, that's what they did. You know, the first level was like, oh, that was simple. Mm. And second level, oh, you know, and you're slowly building up until finally you get a level where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, that one kind of sucked. That was hard. Um, that was so, actually hard. I'm feeling challenged yeah. now.
0: And that's exactly how you should build an in-game experience. You should start it off easy so you get hooked and then bring it back in. Uh, and then keep them keep them spending their money which unfortunately is the next point I'd like to make mm, um, yes. for this particular game. So what they've done trick studios in space not space cadet <laughs> pinball cadet have introduced an IAP model so the game's free but there's IP and unfortunately it's it's not buy the game outright it is buy credits uh-huh. so they you'll, you'll buy coin packs. And they range from I think ten credits is something like hang on I've got the um the thing on my phone because I took a screenshot of it when I was playing yesterday. Let me just go and have a look at it somewhere in here. Um, they definitely use a a model where it's it's quite uh, so your ten credits is $1.99, 20 credits two dollars ninety nine. You can remove ads forever. For five bucks. Um, but the weird thing about that at the moment with Pinball Cadet is that the ads allow you to get things like um, the holy balls and stuff like that if you watch an ad. So I don't know how that's going to work with the hmm. whole mechanic. If you remove ads, how are you going to earn holy balls? Or maybe holy balls are just given to you for remove ads. It's not clear in
1: the IOP screen. So or maybe if you, can you still, maybe you can still elect to watch the ad, but instead you're given the option to skip past the ad immediately. The most, the most
0: you'll pay for a full the, the full amount of credits will be four hundred credits, and that's twenty bucks. So, I that would last you for a while. But this, at the moment, um, apparently, if you have space Cadet installed and you back the project you're going to get unlocks in space cadet or sorry pinball cadet <laughs> excuse the copyright infringement pinball could pinball cadet so they're going to actually update they plan to update both titles um in the game uh okay. well after the kickstarter's out so there will yeah. be some cross cross buying happening in the two games but i'm a little bit dubious about the whole pricing model at this stage So like i prefer to pay ten dollars and just unlock the game completely and not have any, and just have free pay, basically. Um, but the whole idea for me of like going paying $5 to remove the ads and then paying $20, that's a $25 game. Yep. And I'm not, I wouldn't be confident in saying that it's a $25 game. If it was 3d and it was like perspective based pinball and it was a big universe pinball like that, that's a very different story. Um, but uh, you know we, we're sort of if you're looking at IAPs as a as a way to play a game, you've got to be offering a pretty compelling experience. I just I don't think they're there yet. But I'm almost willing to back the project and getting the basic basic um, uh, supporter tier, which is I think ten bucks. Um, so you can get uh, pledge three dollars or more, you get Pinball Cadet ad free. Um, you pledge five dollars or more, you can get that plus pinball cadet holy ball. Um, so it might actually be that when you remove the ads, you get the holy ball for free because this reward tier says um, get pinball cadet with ads removed on a select platform, plus the pinball cadet holy ball, which acts as a permanent fourth ball. So I think when you um, when you pay for ad removal, you do get that. Holy ball
1: removed for free all the time, so that's good. Um, yeah, I do wonder if you know Firesize has been for years trying to figure out uh, how to get the money IPs. Yeah, how to get the money out of <laughs> the mobile platforms, and I do wonder how much of this is them and how much of it is trick gaming.
0: I think that this is pretty much trick. Trick is sitting everything here. Okay, so like everything is it, to- their game.
1: So again, it's Farsight. It's their, their licensing engine. Farsight's using their name to help them out, uh, in promotional terms, and you know, giving them a a, a platform, you might say, uh, yes. or a bully pulpit. But beyond that, it's not. None of the artists at Farsight are working on this. Uh, nobody is uh, dealing with no. the marketing of this at Farsight. It's a completely different entity.
0: Trick Trick Game Studios is actually an Argentinian-based studio. Okay. So um they they're doing everything. They're doing the art, the the whole game aesthetic, the level planning, the okay. the whole story, the story plan for it, everything yeah. is theirs. Yeah. It's just Farsight, as you say, licensing the physics engine to make it better and um publishing the game to the platforms they already have agreements with.
1: So there you go, you people. So get get off Farsight's back. Okay, they're still working on the games the same way that they have been working on the games. They're just going for different revenue streams and uh, you know what? if they can turn out it, I guarantee if they could turn out um you know the, an unreal engine for pinball uh and it gets used for various other things, that would only benefit us uh with pinball arcade because they'd be flush with cash
0: <laughs> well, that's right. I'm just I'm just looking through the upper tiers like you pledge $15 or more and you get all the things like you know all the unlocks in Pinball Cadet and um, you get an ad-free Pinball Invaders but you then get $5 credit in yeah. Pinball Cadet and Pinball Invaders like I just I just don't know if I would like that's yeah. the thing I really dislike games that nickel and dime you just for wanting to play it yep and like yes I understand you have to earn your money somewhere and
1: but there's got to be a cap. There's got to yeah. be an, a cap where you yeah. say, you know what? I'm fine with spending X amount of dollars on this game. But beyond that, you've lost me. And if you want me to play it for yeah. years to come,
0: you know. Yeah. Like if you're planning on like extending this and doing more things with the game and building your brand as a studio, like really, you, you've you got to put a ceiling on it. like. Yeah. It really is getting to the point of ridiculousness when, you know, if you if you really enjoy the game, you're actually punishing players. Because well, you keep enjoying the game. You know, I you've was,
1: got to keep on like buying IEP. Yeah, I was I was playing Candy Crush and then it got to the point where I stopped playing because I would I would hit the energy bar. You know, it was like, Okay, I've tried this level three times and now I have to wait seven hours before I can play it again. Or I can pay money. Well, I got news for you. I'm not paying money. So now you've got me not playing your game for seven hours, which means I'm not hooked. Yeah. And once once I'm no longer hooked on your game, it's really easy for me to delete it, and now I'm never yeah. playing it again. So yeah, th- that's you know, <laughs> that's why that's I've absolutely. been. Yeah, you know, my son got me playing Clash Royale, and they're very savvy with how they do this. They it, they make it very easy for you to not pay any money at all. They also make it painfully slow to earn uh, ways of upgrading faster. And yeah. you reach a certain level where you realize that other people are dumping money. And it kind of frustrates you because you're like, oh my god, i really love to get past this, but at the current rate of earning, it's going to take me a month and a half. Yeah, that's where the frustration is. But in the meantime, they don't stop you from playing it as many times as you want to play it. So you can, yeah, stick- you can keep it. on grinding it,
0: exactly. Keep on grinding the game. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if this, if um, Trick Studios put in some sort of way of earning credits, like collect one hundred coins in the game, and you'll get one play or something like that. Right? You know, that's fine. That's that's no problems. And I, I hope that that's what they're going to do in right. in in Pinball Cadet at the moment. Um, you get one free play of the table, and then it locks you out. You have to actually spend money, so you get one chance to experience it. So if you're listening to this and you want to give
1: it a go, make sure you don't screw it up because you'll get one free go of it. That's not um, my experience with it. Yeah. Now I'm. So, I loaded it for i uh for iOS. Immediately, I had to watch an ad that let me play the game. Wow. As I was playing the game, I lost my you had ball. To watch. An ad me, on load. What's that? Oh, yeah, geez. I had to watch it. You, you an had l- to, You l- had
0: to watch the game load.
1: Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Before <laughs> I could even. Before I. Well, no, no, no. I did back. The first time I downloaded it, it let me play. The next time I went to play, I had to watch an ad in order to release it for being able to play. And then I was able to play. Yeah. And then if I kept on hitting, you know, it asked you if you want to continue, I pushed continue and said, no ads available to watch. And so then it immediately let me play the game again.
0: Well, that's a bit different on Android. Like when you installed on Android um, Oreo, the latest version, you can tell the game or tell uh, Android what permissions you, you're comfortable with giving the game. And it has uh-huh. three. Two of the two of the permissions um, are related to Unity themselves and they're basic Unity permissions because the game's built on Unity platform. But the the one that's unique to the game is I think that the Unity ones are make and receive calls and um, access location are the two ones that are Unity spe- specific. Okay. But the first one is right to the right to your device, like read and write from your device. And I thought I know exactly what they're using that for. That's how they serve the ads. So I went deny on that one. And I was still able to, to play the game, but it didn't seem to have any effect. The ads were still served. So mm-hmm. getting around the problem like that didn't actually do it. The other trick I've heard um, on forums and stuff is to turn your phone into airplane mode. And what that does, turn it, into, turn it into airplane mode before you start the game. And what that will do is it will disable the ad server that's um, hooked into the game. Okay. Um, if, you, if you want to get an extended play, now I wouldn't recommend. Obviously, developers need to make money. Ads are in there, so they actually make money. So don't do it all the time. But if you're just trying to get a taste for the game, and then want to support the studio later on, consider doing an unlock if it's your thing. But yeah. like, don't don't try and get around the ads just because you're being a tight wad. <laughs> like, if you want to play the game, you need to understand that ads are the way they they get their money. So right. just suck it up but
1: um other things other thoughts that i had while playing it um the music is very uninspired and very repetitive the music Um, as well is really like
0: you you listen to the the onboarding like you know uh game studio animation like Uh, what would you call it? Logo animations. And even the Farsight Studios one actually has stereo separation. And the Trick Game Studios one has stereo separation. Then you go into game and it's mono and it's terrible bitrate. And it just sounds horrible. You think they could have included some stereo (laughs) mix? This this
1: is the difference between me and Jared. I immediately go for the artistic aspect of the music. Jared immediately goes for the technical aspect of the music. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like I wouldn't I wouldn't be so worried. Like, it's 2D, you can sort of like pass off some of that stuff with, you know, retro sounds, right? But if it's mono as well, it just it just sounds mono and poor bit rate, even worse. Like I just can't, I can't even. I can't
1: I'm just saying it. it's literally to me a 20-second loop of synthesizer music. Now they're saying that they're trying to go for an 80s style theme or whatever. Then put in some eighty yeah. style eight bit music. I don't know, but yeah. even 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 classic eighties arcade games had more music going on. It seems than this. It's just generic, boring synth music. Um, yeah, at the moment in Space good, I'd have to probably agree. You know, it's and then a little bit boring. And then the the noises, uh, table noises, you might say. Uh, the game kind of has it's it's very youth oriented, is what I would say. Uh, uh even the load screen is very kind of what is this, a kids game? Um just with these yeah, little space game. aliens it hanging out. Yeah. Um and the little
0: and, robot, like a sort of like a, a cutesy robot and stuff like that. It sort of does feel a little bit sort of aimed at under tens.
1: Yeah, which and so that's I
0: hope they I hope they work around that. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe they're going for the younger market.
1: I guess. And then once again, I went, oh, really another space theme. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's not very inspired to me. Um, that the, <laughs> My initial thought was, but you know what? It's better than Orbals.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it is. And honestly, it's better than
0: most 2D games in the Play Store at the moment. Like, I've played far too many of them. When I was doing pinball on Google Play, yeah. and I can guarantee you that this, even with the IAP, this is better than all of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I three. certainly think, and I certainly think it's better than Snowball, uh, which we messed around with, like said. Yeah, I uh, think it probably uh, is. Or so. Yeah, I think it's
0: probably a little bit better than Snowball, just because it's got a bit more. I, I, it, the, the flipper feel is better. That's yeah. that's the only difference, I think.
1: Like I said, Um, uh, yay for Farsight. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Yay for Farsight licensing their uh, their physics. Um, Please, people, don't get mad at Farsight because this—it's actually not their baby. It's not taking away their assets, uh, you know, time wise or people wise. And uh, yeah, so Mm. there's that. (laughs) Yeah. What else? What else were you were going to mention? Something uh, you mentioned it earlier. Regarding Fathom, which is going to be, yeah, that's the next table on Pinball Arcade.
0: Yeah, it should be coming out in, I think, probably a couple of weeks. I think they might do another a week of um, testing on it, certainly on Android. I don't know. I'm not sure about that, though. Mm-hmm. It's coming along pretty well. And the first thing, I've never played this game in real life at all before. And the first thing that I noticed when I started playing it like, wow, this is like reverse 8-Ball Deluxe. Like, it, it, the drop targets are on the left-hand side, the big bank uh-huh. of drop targets on the left, and then it's got the flip on the right, but the shot uh, is almost the same, um, maybe a little bit flatter. Um, the only difference is that it's got a lot of stage drop targets, and that's kind of cool. I like the stage drop targets in the game. Um, and it's a, it is a narrow body, as we worked out last time we spoke. Yeah. Um, it's not a wide body. Um, and it plays... It plays Pretty well. It's uh, it'll give you a, a three ball multiple. It's got the squawk and talk sound system that um, eight ball deluxe has in it, and and centaur. Um, well, see,
1: if it's got multi ball. That's something that eight ball deluxe does not
0: have. So that's true. Yeah. So it does. You can lock. You can lock up to two balls, and then you have to complete the drop targets to release them. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it seems to be quite fun. I can see why people wanted this in the game. It's uh, it I think it'll be a fun game to ha- cool. to play a bit more. Um, so, yeah, wait for it for release. It should be fun.
1: Good to hear, too. Uh, anything else pinball-related that we can think of? Um,
0: then Maybe, but I'll talk about that next show. Uh, okay. After I actually confirm
1: if it's going to happen or not. <laughs> ah, all right. Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Jared dangling a carrot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay, uh, well, beyond that, I'd like to say that uh, I'm glad we're able to do a podcast that we haven't uh, devolved into nuclear war yet. Um. Yes, (laughs) yeah, this is this is a good thing. Um, (laughs) And uh, I,
0: I think I I need to go because I need to go to the Costco wedding that's happening uh, at at a Costco um, in. I think it actually, it's it's actually not in Brisbane, but it's actually in uh, New South Wales, I think, one of the Costco's. Somebody is getting married in Costco.
1: Shouldn't it be a <laughs> whole lot of somebody so they're
0: getting married in both? <laughs> it should be a pallet of somebody's. Uh, <laughs> you need to buy at least 24. Um, <laughs> buy 24 and marriages
1: and you'll be uh, saving money.
0: <laughs> that's right. I, it's kind of bizarre. I, instead of... Um, Instead of throwing rice as the uh, after they walk down the um, aisle and that'll be aisle thirteen, um, yeah. <laughs> you'll be throwing almond rockers um, at them from a big massive bag, um, and then the uh, the groom's room will be one of those giant teddies, right? Uh, <laughs> and... And you'll also have a um, procession of Dyson vacuum cleaners that you can just And, get and off plus, the shelf there's board. no
1: need for registry. You just give them a gift card, and they don't even have to. You know, they can just go shopping. Uh, absolutely, and, and load up right there, and then you know, get and your, let's get be your serious. house squares and your food.
0: The catering's all taken care of in the food right? court. You've got pizza and hot dogs and soft drink, and, and tents are uh, available. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like it's a perfect place to have a wedding. Really, genius. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, Apparently this isn't this isn't the first one. That's funny. I've that never heard of done it either. Wow. Costco weddings, man. It's the new it's the new budget way of doing a wedding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nuts, right? That is that is fairly nuts indeed. <laughs> I kinda like it. Um yeah. all right. Well, folks, we're going to uh let it drop there and hopefully Jared did not push. I'm just gonna say it, so that you would have to edit it out, otherwise. But that the movie talk stayed at the front and the pinball talk stayed in the back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jared. Yeah, Jared sometimes does not trust you, the audience. He thinks that you need your pinball fix immediately, and I say you need to make him wade through the the BS that I like to talk about first. Um, <laughs> it's okay. The timestamps
0: work around that. If people don't want to do it, just go to the website, folks, com, and look for the timestance where where I'll be noting it as blah-de-blah stuff that is a pinball, and then (laughs) it'll be like the first topic of pinball. (laughs) So it'll be fine. You can jump straight through it. That's why we have the website.
1: Uh, and you'll notice how easily that website rolled off Jared's tongue as opposed to if I had tried to uh, do it. But what I can do is hey, you got a show topic you'd love to talk to us about? Is there a comment in general that you want to throw our direction? Do you want to yell at us for being ignoramuses about certain things that we <laughs> speculate on, let's say? Um, yeah. Drop us an email, blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at blockade.com. That's a very good thing to do. We put links. We always post when we're actually recording these sessions live if you want to join us and say hi. Um, And then if you follow that, you might as well go ahead and follow Jared at Jared Morgs. Follow me at Shut Your Traps. And you can then, uh, with Jared, you'll get lots of uh, writing documentation and uh, coding kind of things. product And product management. Product management, exactly.
0: Product management stuff.
1: Yeah, with me, you'll get uh, movies and uh, on-set photos now and then and things of that nature. Mm. So really, good accounts to follow, in other words. Exactly. It's, it's a summation of the show in
0: written you can, form. You can learn things and you can look at things. What more could you want on Twitter?
1: Okay, we're wrapping up. Uh, that's it for us, folks. Uh, again, thanks for uh, listening. And we'll be back next week. Again, like I said, hopefully uh, all have gotten a chance to play with... Pinball fx 3. I'm very much looking forward to it. So, until next time, later! Bye-bye! Wizardamusement.com The site to visit for custom pinball shooter rugs. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization.
0: Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.